Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you have fantastic weekends. Uh, we are rolling here on Friday. Uh, may start doing a little bit earlier. We'll talk about it down the line. A little bit earlier Friday shows, some in the future. But regardless, we got a lot to discuss. We're getting close. As I sit right now, YouTube, click like and subscribe. We are at... 934,000 subscribers at this exact moment. That means we are 66,000 subscribers away. Not great at math, but I'm pretty good at that. From hitting 1 million uh, YouTube subscribers, which would be pretty fabulous. Uh, I am a big fan of uh, the audience that, uh, that we have been able to create on YouTube. So, uh, again... One million is the goal. Help us get there. I would like to be there by July 4th. Uh, what are we sitting at today? July, June 2nd. Uh, that would be, I think, pretty easy to get to, I hope. Uh, and it would be a new birth of American freedom for OutKick to get to one million YouTube subscribers. So that is on the horizon. I appreciate all of you. Bunch of different stories to hit. Let's start here. The Nuggets dominated the Heat. Uh, Nikola Jokic had a triple-double. I told you before the series started that I expected for this to be a six-game series. Uh, I now, after watching game one, I didn't even feel like the Nuggets played that well. If the Nuggets win at home, and they haven't lost at home yet, to go up 2-0, series is over. Uh, and uh, I think they will. Uh, so I believe this game is Sunday night. Uh, I would expect the Nuggets to dominate the Heat. I would also expect for all of your NBA rating stands to be not sharing any of the data as the numbers are not going to be great on this series. We'll see how exactly it shakes out. But uh, Murray is playing really well. Jokic is playing well. Last night I was flipping back and forth on my couch. I watched the Sean Hannity interview with Donald Trump on Fox News. Uh, while I was simultaneously watching NBA Finals Game 1. Uh, so I'll stick with Nuggets. I'm going to say Nuggets in 5.5, right? Uh, if the Nuggets win Game 2, I think it'll be Nuggets in 5. Uh, but I'm more inclined. I said Nuggets in 6 before Game 1. Uh, I'm more inclined to move close to a 5 game, but I'll stick uh, right in between. Uh, if the Nuggets win Game 2, I think they will win it in 5 overall. Uh, uh, SEC, we talked about SEC scheduling news from down on, uh, the Emerald coast there on the beautiful Sandestin, uh, resort. I wish I was down at the beach right now. We've got a bunch of different kid little league tournaments, so I'm not going to be able to go. In fact, giving you guys a little bit of a heads up, uh, I'm actually going to be up in Cooperstown, New York for like 10 days in a row for the 12U Little League tournaments from June 12th to June 21st, something like that, a long time. Uh, so I'm not sure exactly how all the shows are going to work out. I'm doing, I'm doing radio up there for Clay and Buck. Uh, but um, as you sort of look at the, the lineup, 
that's where I would prefer to prepare to be is down at the beach. But they did come out yesterday with several different details. Next season, when the SEC adds Texas and Oklahoma, they're going to eliminate divisions. God rest divisions. I hope they never return. All right. The East and the West are going to be gone. Uh, I think the SEC uh, made a mistake long-term in sticking to divisions as long as they did, but that I've been in favor of eliminating divisions forever. Uh, I think this is the right move. They'll just take the top two teams out of 16. They did not go to nine games. I, I don't really feel that strongly one way or the other, frankly, about nine games. I cared a lot about the division. Most of you, by the way, were in favor, uh, at least in my poll, of the SEC going to nine games. Uh, but what they're going to do instead is seven with one rival. Now, in a one-year setting, this won't matter as much. Uh, but in a multi-year setting, it could be more interesting. And by the way, here is what I would expect the yearly rivals, which will be announced, I think, in a few weeks, uh, to look like for 2024. Texas will play Oklahoma. This is my prediction. Uh, Florida will play Georgia. Alabama uh, will play Auburn. I think Tennessee will get Vanderbilt. Uh, South Carolina will get Kentucky because nobody else really wants to play that game. Uh, we'll get uh, Texas A&M. Oh, Texas A&M is a little bit intriguing, right? Uh, because you got Texas and Oklahoma. But I think now I think Texas and Texas A&M will play, but I don't think that'll be necessarily the uh, the official rival. Uh, I think we'll get Missouri uh, going up against uh, Arkansas. Uh, I think that we will get uh, who else is left out there for me to uh, break down? Ole Miss, Mississippi State, clearly. Um, and then who is left for A&M? Whoever A&M is left to potentially be able to play, that's how I would say the SEC one-off scheduling is uh, is likely to shake out. Texas A&M, I would bet LSU, I think, is the, uh, is the final matchup. And I think I just hit all eight of them. Uh, that would be my guess for what we get announced uh, when it comes to the SEC one-year rivals. Now, if they extend this, because remember, initially, Texas and Oklahoma weren't supposed to join the SEC until 2025. If they extend this beyond uh, 2024, then this will become way more of a contentious issue. Because what I would also bet is that in this kind of one-year bridge, I bet that most everybody will play all of the teams in their division as well as their yearly rival because they'll probably try not to mix things up more uh, than they usually uh, would. So, again, I think you break that out. Uh, that is likely the way uh, that it will all play out. Again, eight games, divisions eliminated, one yearly rival for 2024. I like the move overall, and I think you should hold out for more money from ESPN if you're going to go to nine conference games. Remember, of course, the complexity there. ESPN would likely argue, well, we get eight games less of overall uh, of overall SEC football teams because if you go to uh, go to nine conference games, you're cutting sixteen uh, out of conference games down to eight conference games. Just FYI, from a scheduling perspective, which would mean that ESPN, which now controls all of the SEC starting next year, uh, would have eight less games to be able to uh, take advantage of. Uh, several other stories that are out there. I saw this and I said, uh-oh, this is not a good sign for John Morant. Adam Silver came out and said, and this is like the ultimate parenting move, Adam Silver came out and said, and I'm paraphrasing, we have uncovered 
more issues with Ja Morant, but we don't want to distract from the NBA Finals, so we won't be announcing his punishment until after the NBA Finals. This is like an old parenting move. I don't know if you guys have ever uh, have ever used it in your own life or if your parents used it on you. It's like, I am so disappointed in what you have done. But tonight, let's say, is your brother's graduation. I don't want to distract. We'll talk about this tomorrow. And, and like, and John Morant probably can't sleep right now. He's like, what have they uncovered? What do they know? Uh, what are they going to do to me? It's like you're holding them right over the precipice of the punishment and letting that danger sort of filter out there uh, and continue to create uh, more fear uh, as we move forward. But that is the absolute uh, latest there. I saw this story, and I loved it. Uh, Donald Trump, last night, I mentioned that I watched uh, the Sean Hannity, I thought it went well, Iowa Town Hall with President Trump. Uh, And Trump said in, I believe it was in the Iowa Town Hall with Hannity. It might have been earlier in the day in Iowa, but I think it was the Town Hall. Trump said, as a way to ridicule and mock men who decide to identify as women, Trump said he would love if LeBron would decide to become a woman and he could coach LeBron in uh, the uh, in the women's basketball and go find four or five other guys, and they would create, he said he would be the greatest women's basketball coach of all time. And, you know, like when you really think about it, it's absurd that this could ever have become a reality, but I think that's going to happen at some point, and that the money might well dictate that it makes sense. Remember, only 30 guys get drafted every year in the NBA. And only around 450 guys get to play in the NBA, right? It's a relatively small collection of basketball players. So what if you are the thousandth best men's basketball player in America right now? You're right at a thousand, let's say. You're on the periphery. Maybe you can play in Europe. You certainly have no real chance to make the NBA, but you're still an elite level talent. What's the way that you could make the most money as the thousandth best men's basketball player in America? Decide you're a woman. Because the thousandth best men's basketball player would be the greatest women's basketball player of all time. You would be able to easily average probably 30 and 20 in the WNBA. If you are one of the thousand best men's players in the world, you would be orders of magnitude better than every single WNBA player. You would be the greatest women's basketball player of all time. And if you were a dude pretending to be a woman, just look at Dylan Mulvaney making millions of dollars just by being a dude pretending to be a woman. Would have never made a dollar in advertising if he wasn't a dude becoming a woman, which is why the ultimate misogyny is not like, Uh, you you know, uh, arguing about men versus women. It's a man deciding to become a woman and then becoming the greatest woman to ever do something. It's a lie. It's completely artificial. But right now in our world, there are millions of dollars a year to be made for a man who was willing to do this. You don't even have to cut your penis off. And you get to go into a women's locker room and just get to look at naked chicks and change all the time. There's really a very limited cost here. 
Now, certainly you have to be willing to abandon all principle and all masculinity, but if you're the thousandth best men's basketball player, or even the 800th best, or the 700th best, whatever it is, you would still be able to make, let's say you could make, I don't know, 75 or 80K, maybe, playing overseas in Europe. I'm not even sure that you could get that, but let's say you could. Or you could make millions pretending to be a woman in the uh, WNBA. I, this is where we are. Somebody's going to do it. Somebody's going to look at those finances and say, okay, I'm willing to pretend to be a chick for millions of dollars. It's where we're headed. Look, it is where we are headed. Save this video. I'm telling you it's coming. And not only that, you'll be called heroic, and you'll be called the greatest women's basketball player of all time. We'll be right back. Got to take a little break here. We are rolling without kicking. You don't want to miss a moment. Stay tuned. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You know, there's a new nominee for CDC director. And it is this woman from North Carolina. And I shared the video of her bragging about trying to shut down the NFL in North Carolina. I live in the South. I'm thankful to be a Tennessean. I spent a lot of time in Florida too. Obviously, I travel and have traveled all over the South for college football regularly. And what I saw was the biggest failure in the South during COVID came from Democrat governors who somehow had won in otherwise red states. Andy Bashir, in particular, in Kentucky, Democrat, is a disaster and was a disaster. He failed on everything as it pertains to COVID. He's up for uh, re-election in November. Daniel Cameron has to win that race. Daniel Cameron, former Louisville football player, former attorney general in this Commonwealth, I'm happy, Daniel Cameron, to come up. Your people see this clip. I'm happy to come up to Kentucky, do rallies for you this fall because it is important that Bashir suffer consequences for getting everything wrong on COVID. Well, this new person who has been nominated, let me make sure I get her name right uh, because to me it is an indefensible uh, reality that anybody involved with COVID at all would be trying to get a job. Uh, and this new woman brags about trying to shut down the NFL. Uh, in fact, uh, her name is Mandy Cohen, uh, and she talks about having a conversation with other health authorities. Mandy Cohen from North Carolina, which also had a Democrat governor, and as a result, North Carolina was much more shut down than Tennessee was. I know because I spent time in North Carolina. I spent time in Kentucky. This is what having a blue state governor meant during COVID. Uh, and she said when she was like, are you going to let them have pro football? And I was like, no. And she's like, okay, neither are we. These people are totalitarian tyrants. And they still haven't had to bear the consequences of their actions. They were wrong, right? 
Thankfully, we ended up playing football, but this was what happened. People like this uh, Mandy Cohen, this uh, this woman from North Carolina who is the new CDC nominee, they were the people who came up with the idea of essential and non-essential businesses. And go back and listen to Outkick the show. Go back and listen to Outkick the coverage shows that I did. The idea that there were essential and non-essential businesses was absolutely indefensible, okay? The idea that they tried to say any business was non-essential is one of the great failures of American uh, policy in my life, right? Because you know what? Every business is essential when it comes to providing uh, uh, employment for so many different people, which allows people to pay for their mortgage, take care of their families. Also, as an owner of a small business during COVID, I'm glad that my business was considered essential, but I know that every business is essential. I don't think that we can reward any of these people. Mandy Cohen should be rejected, repudiated, and and opposed by every single freedom-loving American in the country. And if you are a Republican in the Senate, there is no way you should be voting for this woman. There's no way that any Republican in the House should endorse this nominee. They should be shot down until Joe Biden puts forward a nominee that was actually right on anything surrounding COVID. They should be rejected as out of hand. Uh, No charges are being brought on Mike Pence in his classified documents case. If you've forgotten, Trump had classified documents. Biden had classified documents in his garage unsecured by his Corvette, remember? Uh, and, And Mike Pence had a few classified documents. And that's all the ones that I can keep up with. Pence is announcing for president next week. But today... News came out that there would be no charges brought against Mike Pence relating to the classified documents issue. So what's going on here? I'll tell you. They are going to charge, the Department of Justice is, Donald Trump with violations of federal law. I think they're going to get him for obstruction as it pertains to these classified documents. That's where I think we're headed. And what they're trying to set forward is the idea that there's a right and a wrong way to handle classified documents. And in particular, they are going to say Joe Biden and Mike Pence, and we've already seen it with Mike Pence, they did it the right way. They handled these documents like everybody is supposed to. And they're going to use Mike Pence as evidence that the prosecution of Donald Trump is not political because look at how they responded to uh, uh, to Republican Mike Pence. Now, It's all BS, right? Mike Pence only had a couple of documents. All of that is uh, well-established. But I'm telling you, that is the angle that they are going to undertake here. That is their play. Make no mistake, charges are coming. I think it's either going to happen in June or it's going to happen in July. Trump is going to be charged. Federal offenses from the Mike Smith uh, Independent Counsel investigation. I've said on the radio show, that if Biden were actually a uniter, if he were truly someone trying to bring the country together, actually Biden would go ahead and announce that he's going to pardon Trump on these charges 
and that he's not afraid of him and he's going to run against him. That won't happen because Biden's not actually a uniter and he doesn't actually stand on principle or precedent, uh, which is why I think it's important for every Republican candidate running for office to say that if they are elected president, they will pardon Trump uh, because it is the wrong precedent to set to try to put uh, a former American president behind bars for 100% political reasons. Finally, uh, I want to give credit here uh, to Stephen A. Smith, who teed off on the Chicago shooting rate over the weekend uh, on his podcast, I believe, and pointed out that nobody is discussing it at all. And he's right. And I've said this for a long time. That's because the media doesn't actually cover the vast majority of violence that occurs in this country. Black-on-black violence, it's like it doesn't exist. Even though if you are black, the odds of you being killed by someone are overwhelmingly the case that it's going to be another black person. But the way the media covers cases, it's not Black Lives Matter. It's Black Lives Matter if white people are involved in taking them. Look at what happened with the Tyree Nichols case. Guy gets beaten to death by a bunch of Memphis cops on video. It's a two-day story. Immediately vanishes. There's no statues, to my knowledge, of Tyree Nichols. There's no protesting out in the streets, to my knowledge, for Tyree Nichols. Guy gets beaten up, appears to have been, based on watching this video, 100% innocent. Nobody cares. Nobody even pays an ounce of attention. People are getting killed left and right in big cities all over America. No attention at all. A former Marine chokes a crazy guy on a subway. It's the number one story in America. Tons of people get shot every weekend in Chicago. For the most part, nobody cares. 21st century crime highs, violent crime highs in many different cities across America. Nobody cares. The only time that black lives matter are when white people are involved in their death. So is it Black Lives Matter or is it Black Lives Matter parenthetical when white people are involved in their death? And of course, the truly sad thing is that BLM led to the demonization of police, which then led to fewer police able to do their jobs in countries, uh, sorry, in cities all over this country. And as a result, we saw the murder rate skyrocket and overwhelmingly the people who are bearing the brunt of the cost of the vanishing of police uh, police officers' ability to do their job, black people in cities, which is why thousands of more black people are dead since we have seen the BLM protest. Facts matter. We need to talk about them more instead of less because people are afraid that, oh, I'm going to get branded uh, as as. Uh, as racist or, oh, I'm, uh, your facts are so uh, uncomfortable that I'm not even going to talk about them. Okay, let's have uncomfortable, real conversations if we're truly interested in helping to reduce the rate of violent crime in this country. Um, I love all of you. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. My name is Clay Travis. This has been Outkick the Show. You can find me this weekend at the Little League Fields. I hope all of you have phenomenal weekends. I'll see you on Monday.